next week. Now, from WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, an hour of programming randomly selected from our archive. Listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I'm T. Hetzel, and today I'm so glad <laughs> to have Hallie Butler here in the studio. Um, we've got Hallie's um, novel, The New Me, um, out with Penguin Books in 2019, and Hallie has graciously (laughs) said this is a good one to talk to although talk about although it feels like it's some time ago and you've got the new novel coming out this summer yeah banal nightmare yeah yeah yeah. I've got a new one coming out so I've been thinking about that one more than I've been thinking about the new me but that one comes out July sometime that's exciting. That's yeah. exciting. And that'll be your third novel. Yeah. Jillian was your first. Yeah. And before we get really chatting about books and writing and uh, and this this stuff that we're we're going to talk about, um, thanks for picking the songs today. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. And especially kicking us off with putting on the Ritz. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, would you want to say a bit about? No. I mean, I wanted, I just wanted you to think I was cool. I wanted to make you proud, so I thought, what's better than Taco to start it off? It sounds like a radio song. I don't know. It's so plus, it just makes me want to like kind of move my head like a chicken or a rooster. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's yeah, it's when we're done, we can listen to the whole thing. Oh, great. <laughs> it's great. The sports department will be like, wait, it's our show. We'll be like, we got to put on the wrist. Five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. It's inside of five. 
Um, and well, I should say also, Halle Butler is here um, uh, at the University of Michigan and will be reading tomorrow at UMA at 5.30 p.m. So folks can swing by for that. That's open for everyone. Um, and I think Literati will be selling your books there. Um, oh, de- cool. Definitely the new me and Jillian. So both of them will be there. Um, and and before we go any further, I will read the bio. <laughs> in, Straight out in, of the book. Right out of the book, <laughs> as is our way here. <laughs> um, so here we go. Hallie Butler is the author of Jillian. She is a National Book Foundation 5 Under 35 honoree and a Granta Best Young American Novelist. And so she is. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that means. (laughs) And I love the brevity. I love the brevity and appreciate it. um, It's it's good to be humble. Just only list your two words (laughs) and go on and on about the other other things. (laughs) But but these are also, these are very good ones. Like, yeah, this is something, yeah. The, I'm making a uh, oh sure kind yes. of a facial expression. <laughs> Let's put the, put on the Ritz again. Yeah, yeah, please, please. <laughs> um, so, Hallie, with um, let's let's talk. We'll talk about the new me, but right now, cool. since the well, to switch back, <laughs> like to do a complete yeah, 180 here. Um, uh, the uh, banal nightmare. Um, this is what you've been. Uh, your, that's been your recent work. You've yeah, been, yeah. You've been revising, but now you're more in the final moments of it, right? With uh, yeah. the the manuscript, the final. Yeah. When did the ban- you know, when did the banal say- nightmare begin? That's right, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, around 2018. <laughs> um, do you uh, do you want you want to know when I started writing it or what's oh, going yeah. on with it or what's the yeah that sounds great like because with um and because with the new me that that took a, a not too long like a handful of years right it or, was fast yeah it was, yeah, or yeah. Super the fast. first yeah. the first two were fast um uh and this one took a long time I, I yeah I mean the this banal nightmare oh, took a long time um I think there were a lot of things going on I mean every everybody got slowed down yes. right there was a lot of um you know stopping and starting thinking about things again trying to figure out wait what am I doing what do I want to talk about so it was just a sort of like you know like the the lockdown was really disruptive, yes. really frightening. You know, I, there were some, I mean, there's still, you know, everything's very frightening. Uh, so, like, it, it took a while just for those kind of, like, life and stress reasons. But also, um, I wanted to do more in this book, too, in the new one. So I think it's, like, you know, twice as long twice as many characters twice as good sentences <laughs> um yeah so i yeah it, this one took maybe four years four or five years i don't know and when Is you that right? yeah that, that sounds good we don't worry numbers aren't always like we don't concentrate on those that much thank you just estimates is perfectly fine cool good good um uh with with the um the the when you're 
drafting it. This is the third one. Um, and it, you were, you're joking. I know when you're like, and the sentences are twice. As good. <laughs> like, I, but is there like a, a weird, uh, or not a weird, <laughs> totally natural, um, per, potentially pressure or so, or, or for you as a writer, or is it just more, this was the kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was so weird. It was really the, weird. I mean, I think the first two books that I wrote, um, sort of not, not expect, many people to read them and so I started working on this third book after the new me came out and it took a minute to not feel awkward about just thinking okay if I write this someone's probably gonna read definitely it. <laughs> um, or if they don't then I have done something terribly wrong whereas with the other ones it was sort of like I'm doing this just because what I'm doing I felt more organic and so it took I think some of the years of working on this book were mostly spent just kind of getting getting adjusted to feeling like I was writing uh, alone again if that makes sense Yes, so that you didn't feel like there was an yeah. like audience perched on your yes. sh or or just waiting or, or that like I I mean I that I could remember what was interesting to me about writing, not like, you know, oh, I have to do this by this date, you know, I, uh, just sort of like, OK, now I'm interested in the book and I'm not thinking about that stuff anymore. And that's a really amazing point to get to. What do you love about writing? And, and I know that could be like the most vague or general of questions, but... But it's like I could see it in your eyes, Hallie, when you were talking Thanks. about like, <laughs> like you and you and writing when you get to that that point and what it feels like. Um. Well, it's um, yeah. Uh, what do I love about writing? Um, I think that it's uh, so OK. My books are kind of like aggressive wouldn't would you say that that sounds right from what you've the, read the pacing they're kind of amazing yeah yeah well and well I want to talk about some like the rage in the new me like sure. yeah as well but but yeah like well there's there's they're dynamic there's so much energy well it feels like um yeah it feels like there's like it's sort of like a good place to put that energy uh, which maybe sounds a little too therapeutic or something but it feels you know it feels like if I'm not working on something effectively, my brain will go in different directions and so it feels really good to kind of like put it uh, put it towards writing and sort of like use it to shape and reshape an idea or a scene or characters it just feels like using the way my brain normally works in the way that it's just like putting that energy in the proper place if that makes sense it does yeah so it's like it's in a way it's like when when folks I don't know I remember at some point um like long ago many years ago a scene on a bookshelf shelf um the compulsion to write or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was one of the titles of like when you're looking in like writing books section or something. Yeah. And I remember thinking about that like, oh, I, I understand that even though I would never have maybe said it. But it's like something where there's this thing like if you weren't doing this, the mind might be doing other less productive things or something or or, yeah. or the self or whatever it is that makes things or has energy to 
channel or use up or yeah. yeah 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 just sort of like um yeah and what would those useless things be just yeah, sort of like reading uh oh, i know i'm procrastinating when i start reading all those things on reddit about you know people whose families hate them you know oh. there's so many oh it's so i love you you, oh, no, you look just... upset but i love these yeah, just... stories they're so but why why <laughs> like, like is there's it... something wrong with me i no, don't know no, i mean <laughs> no judgment i <laughs> know i just mean well, okay, but I could also see for some of, um, like, for example, the, the character M- Millie, who I'm most familiar with because I just read The New Me and and, and loved it. And it's, it's prope- you're like, I was propelled through the book. It's like, cool. it kind of is like, gets you by the throat and it's like, whoosh, whoosh you know? And, um, but then you're, I'm thinking so much after it. And I also find, like you, maybe you were saying too, like the... Um, I don't know if you said aggro, um, Mm -hmm. but like this, um, this voice and this like, um, uh, and, and, and pick, and I mentioned rage earlier too, because it's in like the, the, the word rage is in this different times as well. I'm not just, um, naming it for myself, but this, (laughs) which I think is this maybe, um, common, sometimes common, well, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I think want, anger I is speak, common. Speak for yeah. everyone, but yeah. like this undercurrent, and especially maybe for for women, and definitely, um, but for everyone, it's it's a human human quality. It's an animal quality. Okay, now I'm really digressing here. But for, <laughs> <laughs> go on. Exactly, exactly. What do you want to say about anger? <laughs> Yikes! Oh no. Um, but but I think for young women and um, middle age women and I wonder about older women or elderly women like there's this thing about um, voices and power and maybe having access to voice or power or not having access to that in varying degrees that um, I don't know I felt that this Millie like the character here I just I I know she didn't want a hug, definitely, <laughs> like at all. And it would have been met with, you know, it would have been awful. It would have been a bad moment. Like read awkward. the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I just, I I do feel like, um, for, and I'm just going to try and throw it out there again, like women with this, this feeling that of um, uh, uh, anger or this, maybe it could be rage. And I was inspired by it, Hallie. Because I'm thinking, I want to. I know people are writing more about perimenopause, and I want to write about that because I think a lot of people don't talk to each other about it. So it's good if folks start writing about it. Not that that's the yeah. Hook to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, mm. Well, I, I have things to say, but should I wait? Well, say you can no. say whatever you want, and then <laughs> okay. we'll go because I think Jason's got. Our, your next song queued oh, up, but okay. what? Do you, but what? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, how much time do I have? <laughs> do you, you want to? Do you, I just don't want you to well, forget? Oh, <laughs> no, I don't think I'll forget. I, I know. I just I'm interested in talking about anger, and I'm I'm interested in talking about the way, like the the ways in which this book for me 
did relate to and didn't relate to the the like what I saw as like a female experience. I mean, obviously, I was sort of thinking about that a little bit because there's so much of this like self care critique that's going on in the book. Um, and most of the characters, yeah, most of all the characters are women. Except for <laughs> yeah, the except dad, for the, and the, yeah, a floating boyfriend, Kim's yeah. boyfriend, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a couple of yeah. just random <laughs> peripheral guys, but it's all women in this book. So yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm thinking about women here, but it's mostly because I'm a woman, um, yes. you know. So that's kind of what I know about, and my friends are a lot of them are women, or at the time were. Um, so I think that I have a couple of things to say. Uh, so I think like there's, but I also was like really inspired by like the writing of men too. And the sort of like, just that sort of like human genderless, like feeling of being lost and like feeling angry. So I think it's sort of both. Like I never really meant f for it to be explicitly just about like women's anger, you know? Um, but I think, I don't know. Should I keep, I don't know how much time we have. Well, we can, we'll take a break and then oh, okay. we'll yeah, come yeah, yeah. back. We'll keep talking we'll about, talk okay, about cool. Yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And um, so now everybody, Hallie's next song here in the studio today on Living Writers. Hallie Butler is here, the new me, a novel on the table with us. And we're also talking about um, the coming novel in July, Banal Nightmare. We've got Jason behind the glass. I'm T. Hetzel. We'll be back. If you're just tuning in, I'm so glad you did because Hallie Butler is here in the studio. Um, we've got her novel, The New Me, on the table with us. And we're talking about Banal Nightmare that is coming out in July, um, which is Hallie's latest novel. Um, and right before the break, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about... How much time do I have? <laughs> anger. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I know. Well, well, now I can safely say we have 13 minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> before good. the next good, break. Good, good, good. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anger is something that I'm really interested in creatively. I think it's, you know, it's, it's fun to, you know, it's, it's fun to connect with anger while you write because it feels like it has a kind of rhythm. I think that, you know, Angry people can be funny. Um, yes. Angry people can be foolish. Angry people can be tragic, you know, as well as terrifying. You know, I'm, you know, you don't really want to spend too much time with someone who's angry because that's very stressful. So I feel like, like anger has so much variation in it that it's like very fun to use as like source emotion for writing um and i feel like that's something that i was thinking about a lot in the this most recent book too but you were talking about um this like just like women's relationship to anger um and i feel like um i definitely was thinking about that um when i was working on the new me a little bit I was thinking about it a little bit. I was thinking about like like a type of femininity that I had no real access to as basically like a like a lifelong depressive tomboy. You know, like I'm not like very like I mean I like I I, I like myself, but um but I'm like not like I'm like, I don't know how to use, like, the serums and stuff. Um, <laughs> so I just feel like... It gets more you know, and more complicated the, uh, yeah, the older so you get. It's like even worse. Yeah. I know. I try <laughs> sometimes, knows. and I'm like, what am I doing? Or if friends send you something, yeah. it's like, I'm going to help paste it on. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I wish my friends would send me serums. <laughs> well, maybe I well, don't. Well, actually. no, I don't know maybe about don't. serums. Because yeah. that, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I, but I was also thinking about um, at the time, so at the time that I was writing The New Me, there, the, the things that were sort of in the culture, it was like peak girl boss time. Do you oh. remember the girl boss thing? The mugs. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, you would drink a mug that said male tears or something, or just like, you know, or, or like, um, so there was that going on. And then there was also this idea of like the toxic person. Um, and there were all these things that are like 10 signs that your friend is toxic and you need to cut them out of your life forever. And so everybody, this was like kind of early on in something that ha seems to have evolved from my observation um, of like this sort of like self-care therapeutic justification for like, uh, for like being mean to people yeah, <laughs> in a way very and, mean <clears throat> yeah, yeah and I think you know like uh, like everybody has their limits and that's fine you don't have to take care of your depressive friend but I felt like the cultural uh view of depressed people seemed to be really hostile because I think of the toxic person that's a depressed person so Millie is a toxic person I think uh, by those by that definition um, and so I was thinking about like okay so here she is she's toxic obviously she doesn't have very many friends she's got like one friend she's totally isolated nobody wants to spend time with her and then she's depressed and so also looking to the internet um something people should just stop doing. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> sort of. Uh, uh, 
looking to the internet for tips on how to get yourself out of a depression. You know, it was all this like self early self-care stuff. Um, and when I say self-care, I mean the sort of like commercial commodification of self-care that's attached to serums and yoga studios and stuff like that. Not like actual like in the original sense um, right. self-care. Um, and, and so it was sort of like, okay, like call a friend, go on a walk, like do something nice for yourself. But it just like doesn't actually like address what it feels like to be depressed. And so I wanted to create a character who was sort of like of this cultural moment where she was the toxic person who was following the advice of the internet um, to try to make herself feel better. And she's... Um, She's a temp in in an arts adjacent world, you know. It's it's a des furniture design showroom, so there are these people who are sort of like they're thinking about design, they're thinking about beauty, you know. But it's like incredibly commercial, um, and 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 so it's just sort of like I just wanted to kind of create an impossible situation and then illustrate what it would feel like to be in that situation for 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 a woman like her. And to have, like, no way out. <laughs> yeah. Because uh -huh. when you said isolated, she really, she really is. And she's, the the interiority, like, how you have us see what's happening um, on the inside and, you know, Millie's stream of consciousness is so valuable because <laughs> it's, um, well, first of all, it's, it's, it's showing it's it's so sad as well but it's also there's so many funny moments yeah, that yeah, yeah, are yeah. um be, some of it's um how the, the writing is constructed some of it's like millie sort of winning some of it she's not winning <laughs> um and then there's cruelty like you said but a lot of the cruelty seems to be enacted on her as well especially by her her supervisor and yeah. it's it's interesting how like the peeling like as you you get closer in or further along then you see that her supervisor is actually laughed at by the two women who are the managers of the like the or the owners of the company yeah. and and so it's just it's kind of heartbreaking this I, I think how women treat each other for sure um, for sure yeah I mean I think yeah 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 for sure how that sort of um satisfaction that uh, I'm, I'm trying not to say that satisfaction that we get from like being mean to people, but like this sort of satisfaction in putting someone down who's below you, you know, just like picking on the little guy, I feel like is something that, that it does feel really, really familiar to my experience as like, a, you know, like a, a, a yes. woman, a young woman. I don't know. It feels like it's kind of cooled off a little bit <laughs> like lately, but maybe it'll pick back up again. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> With the political cycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but also I think like from like when I was writing it, I wasn't thinking about the those things. I was really just sort of thinking about, okay, like how like. Uh, how can I kind of have two opposite things at once? Like, I really don't like the supervisor, Karen. Like, I 
uh, you know, while I was writing it, I was like taking pleasure in disliking her. Um, and so I wanted to humiliate her. I wanted to yes. have my revenge there's on nothing, her. There's no feels good. redeemable things I think about that character i can't think but, of one until the end until, when we yes, are supposed okay. exactly so you get this thing where it's like you get to have your revenge but then you also get to be benevolent be like but now everyone will see that you're pathetic too so it sort of like humanizes her <laughs> yeah, by but it's weird to me i don't know what it means like but it, but it humanizes her by by showing her as the butt of their joke it's the only time i feel well, her, for her well that's true because her dreams are for nothing so small too i mean she yeah. just wants to like advance slightly at her job like it shouldn't be like she shouldn't be having this totally um intense fantasy about this that should just be something that's natural it's it sometimes seems like that's also part of um the like um the u.s or other countries too probably but office culture where some of there aren't not everyone can be um, the creative one or not everyone yeah. gets to do, you know, this or that. Um, and so there's not options <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, yeah. And making yeah. the most of it. It's that's what's so grim also about thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks. I know. Yeah. I was like, I know. I thought you were going to say you're welcome. <laughs> um, but so it's it's interesting, though, to see, because I think to, to hear you uh, talk. Thanks, Hallie, for talking about what it was like when you were creating the characters, too, because is that some is that part of your work when. And did you name her Karen on purpose? <laughs> like, no, I don't know. I, I mean, I must have. I know that it's some comedian, like some kind of like obnoxious comedian's bit from the 90s that maybe got in the back of my head and then I forgot. I don't know. I'm I'm not great with names, uh, but it was, I think I wrote it before the big Karen thing. thing. Yeah. That's interesting, too, then. I yeah. was picking up on whatever everybody else was picking up like, on. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Everybody run out and buy when you can in July. But yeah. all night, yeah. see what's ahead. Yeah, find out what annoying thing is coming next. <laughs> Let's take a short break, and then we'll okay. come back and talk more today with Hallie Butler, the new me, um, what we've been talking about as well as the upcoming novel, Banal Nightmare. I'm T. Hetzel. You've got Living Writers. We'll be back.
welcome back. If you're just joining us, I am so happy that you did because today Hallie Butler is here in the studio. Um, we're talking writing. We're talking about her novels. Uh, and Hallie picked the music today. Uh, so this last song, we, I I thought it was lovely. And Hallie, <laughs> Hallie gave me a new song to love. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a recommendation from a friend the the haunt the, the yeah haunted house your love is like a haunted house <laughs> so we can replay this in Halloween time now too yeah 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 add it to the rotation um, so so Hallie um, we were talking about uh, the some of the women characters mm-hmm. um, in <laughs> the new me and we we hit on uh, Millie's supervisor. Uh, Karen came up and you said like she was so like she's fun to write like yeah. why because oh, yeah. she's um, she's not always you know one of the characters that it's easy to read because you're like oh no what is she up to now <laughs> you know oh no uh yeah well it's sort of I mean when with with that character I think like um another thing that I was thinking about with this book um was something that people tend to say which is like oh i'm sure she doesn't hate you you're just being paranoid you know it's it's in your head and so i was trying to think of how can i make all of millie's paranoid fantasies pretty much exactly true so it's this it's the same it's the same thing of sort of being two opposite things at once it's this sort of like i told you and like oh wait no that's awful i didn't want to be right um so i was thinking of of her as just being you know obsessed with disliking millie and plotting her like her (laughs) her short-term stupidly (laughs) plotting yeah against her yeah even with a shredder like the 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 details are interesting i i did think how it was interesting that millie somehow manages to take um an email about someone getting fired Mm -hmm. because she felt like she couldn't just shred it because it was too intimate Mm -hmm. from the pile so that like when you when you're drafting something, <laughs> are these things that are like you're finding along the way, or is that something like that you you go back with and revision? Like, what does that look like for you? Oh, I think I probably, um, I I I I tend to overwrite and then trim. Um, so I think that this I. If memory serves, this was long, much longer when I first started, and then it was just sort of pruning, because you don't always. It's almost with the first two books I wrote in order, you know, sort of like recreating the experience of reading almost. Um, so just like barreling straight ahead and trying to be like, okay, like keep up the momentum, or you'll never finish it. Um, and then, and so I would almost kind of like. In a scene, you could like lay out a few different options of things that she might think. And then when you're editing it again, you kind of like remove one. Um, and this is maybe boring, but I usually have a like a micro like a blank Microsoft Word document going on the side when I'm editing that's just called like cuts September. Uh, and just like anything that I erase, I just copy and paste and move over to the document so I can delete it. 
And so then if I read it on like the third edit and I'm like, oh, no, I actually kind of miss the joke about Bozo the Clown, <laughs> then I can go back and find it, swap it out for something else. You know, so it's sort of like, I don't know, not quite like collage or something, but it feels a little bit more like pick and choose, prune. And you still have your, like, I'm so glad you still have all like the material that it's still there off yeah. to the side instead of thinking, oh, well, I'll just Oop. prune it away. Or yeah, so. you should never fully delete Amen. more than a sentence or two. I mean, once you know what you're doing, then go ahead, delete stuff, I guess, but not too much stuff. But you don't know what you're, or I don't feel like I know what I'm doing with a book until I've done a few edits of the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I kind of know what I'm doing, but not really. Yeah, because are you still sort of, well, you're finding the shape of it. Yeah, well, I don't Or no. Or I don't, yeah. No, I'm I'm stopping myself from, from saying things that are too general and maybe not true. <laughs> uh, thanks, Howie. You shucks, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but so it sounds like to you as like like a, a writer, you you want the momentum and you go go go. Um, but then you're also like, I don't know. Is are is it fair to say you look forward to the time when you're when you've got like the first draft of the thing itself, and then you're kind of going back yeah. in and and seeing what oh yeah i love editing yeah 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 yeah. it's great that's that's i really like that and and i feel like yeah i've had yeah i love editing i feel like i've had some some luck uh there are great moments where you feel like you just kind of know what to do you feel like you're you're totally in communication with the project and you know you know you know what to do and that's really cool and when you're sort of walking around in your day-to-day -day when you're working on the project, is it somehow like, was Millie's, like, are you kind of, part of your mind is always in the part of the process that you're in for the book, or? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to say. I mean, I think I... Yeah, maybe it's hard for me to remember for the new me so much, but I know you do uh you do become preoccupied with the project. And I think for Banal Nightmare, I it took it took me so long that near the end, the last year or two, I would have these really immersive long weekends or weeks where I would just go and I would say, "Okay, like I have other stuff going on in my life, but I need five days of just thinking about this book and then I would just go to a, like a cheap hotel and just do that and just sort of like live in the book it's kind of nutty but it felt really good to do and so those were those were times when I felt really like hypnotized by the book and it, hypnotized I say <laughs> I I'm kind of hoping the next song is <laughs> got hypnosis in it no, no I but seriously yeah that must be when when you feel um like this like it's well because there's a time when anything is possible and that's can be probably a good and scary time but then there's also a time where you're like well, wait, this is what's possible because this is what is. Yeah, I much prefer that. 
Yeah, I don't like anything is possible. That's sort of stressful. <laughs> okay. Anything is possible, even not doing it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? How, how do you, how do you, how do you meet that? How do you fight against the not doing it or? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I feel, um, uh, I say oof uh, because I just finished a book and so I'm about to be thinking about this again oh. like you know so maybe I'm just sort of giving I'm take, I'm giving myself a break right now uh, from writing but maybe not I don't I don't know so oof I yeah how do I I don't know I can't remember <laughs> do you do you think like for you and how what you want or what how your mind is working Hallie is it always kind of coming to you in novels like how the ideas are is that what as opposed to short stories yeah yeah I can't write short stories I've tried I'm not good at it and I I really think it's a really uh, yeah it's a really tough skill and I really admire people who can do it but I can't do it. And, <laughs> and but but it's, so you write long. Like you're like this is part of my my process is writing long. Uh yeah. I mean, f yeah. For now, at least, yeah. I think I I'm never thinking like, will this short story turn into a novel? I'm usually just I read novels. You know, I mostly read novels. Um, I do read short stories sometimes, but it would be like one short story collection for every forty novels. So I think that's just I'm more familiar with the form too so it comes mm -hmm. a little bit more naturally yeah because it is it's a different world yeah. isn't it a different yeah um earlier Hallie you had said um you had mentioned uh when you were writing just to and sorry to keep going because I know the new me is is a long time ago for you. So no, it's I okay. I'm trying you. to remember. No, I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate it. For me, it's so fresh. <laughs> Fortunately, um, but you had mentioned that with Millie, you were also interested in her, her being um, genderless in a way, like the emo or the experiences of her. Um, or, or when you were writing the I voice, or maybe I missed, don't let yeah, me yeah, misrepresent yeah, 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 yeah. you, what you said earlier. Oh, but, sure. Yeah. Ask um, you, yeah. Ask cause, oh, cause, <laughs> because it made me think of, um, one of Catherine Lacey's books that I read. Pew. Pew. Yes, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which, which I love. Yeah, which I love is that book. Completely. Yeah. Like in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not trying to do pew. No, no. Um, I'm, and I'm not trying not. to make it genderless. I mean, Millie is a, a like a yes. cis woman. Um, and so are all of the characters in the book, I think, mm -hmm. you know, and so that is like a very specific uh, world they're you know they're all midwestern they're all living in chicago like it's a very like it is a and they're all you know like in this same office space or in a similar office to it um so it is i i didn't mean for it to be genderless but i think that they're i mean i think that my aim wasn't necessarily to say something specifically about like like female anger but then also like yeah of course um but i maybe the more well what's your question 
Well, I was interested. <laughs> Before I ramble. Well, no, no. Well, I was just interested to hear you say yeah. that. Like with, with the, um, because I think we were talking about kind of the energy in the eye and, and the, the anger, like how that can fuel some, you know, a character yeah. or a voice or. Uh, yeah. Well, there, I mean, I just, I feel like I, I relate to, you know, I, like I, I relate to characters written by, you know, men and women and like, oh, you know, I, I mean, I think I'm like, as I'm, I don't know if, have you read like John Fonte, Ask the Dust? It was no, this great, I, great book, uh, but it's about a, you know, this guy who moves to LA and he wants to become a writer. And it's very funny and it's very strange. Um, and it's a great book. And I feel like I have like a, like a connection to that narrator. And I feel like I have a connection to a lot of like male narrators or male characters too. So I wasn't like specifically trying to write in like a tradition of like um, feminist novels, but also I am feminist and I am a woman and that stuff was definitely informing this. So it's sort of like, I don't know, maybe it's sort of both at once. (laughs) Yes. I, I imagine. I imagine so Hallie. Yeah. Cause you're, you are, you're a writer and this is the world world you're writing about and the observations from it. And I know this, the new me is a, is definitely, it's, it's also, I mean, it's very present for, for people's experiences, I think in a lot of ways, but it is also like you've mentioned earlier, a timepiece. Like there's things that tie it to a particular time in the culture where it, it feels that, you know, uh, vibrancy we'll take a break we'll come back today on living writers hallie butler is here uh i'm t hetzel you've got living writers and we'll be back Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Today, Hallie Be- Butler is here. Did you almost say Hallie Berry? I almost did, Hallie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So I love her. Yeah, she's, she's so, yeah, she's so lovely. <laughs> but Hallie Butler is here. 
And thank goodness, um, <laughs> because I've been looking forward to talking to you. You're the Hallie I want to talk to. Um, and yeah, thanks again for doing this. You're welcome. Fitting it into your week when you're here as a as, as part of the Zell Visiting Writers series. Um, Happy and, to do it. And, <laughs> well, you're a friend of the show now, so please come back anytime. Nice. <laughs> anytime. Cool. Um, so when we would actually when we were walking over towards the studio earlier. Um, you mentioned that maybe it's no coincidence that um, the new me or Jillian or um, uh, the upcoming banal nightmare are, are placed in the Midwest because <laughs> this, this is where you're from. These, mm-hmm. the, the, these, this is your region. Yes. Um, the Great Lakes region. So as <laughs> so now we've already established, obviously, you're a feminist writer. No, just kidding. <laughs> Now we're just going to make you a regional writer. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, I'm happy to be a regional writer. But what what do you think it does or doesn't mean anything to you with this this idea of like, you know, the place that I want to put my characters in, these worlds that that I'm occupying, they're in the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, it's different. There are... There are social conventions and behavior patterns and, uh, you know, anger issues that are really specific to the Midwest, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like I'm like, that's that's where I'm from. That's who I am. That's what I'm interested in. And I think that, like, you know, some of it can apply to any region in the United States but I think there is some there's a little something special going on uh with the Midwest I feel like in the beginning of the new me she gets really really angry that someone's not standing correctly on the escalator (laughs) are you laughing laugh of recognition yeah so does that drive you insane yes like they just stand on either side no one's giving a path to walk no you stand on the right you walk on the left (laughs) and i feel like there are things like this that um that are like particularly enraging to midwesterners um, that sort of like create a kind of social rigidity mm. that um, that can like just make people snap a little bit. I think there's a really specific way in which uh, Midwesterners snap. I hope I'm not offending anybody. <laughs> but you know what I mean, yes, right? And yeah, there's yeah. like also maybe um, the Midwest is also known for its um, maybe being polite, being really polite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is always so shocking to me. I was like, you don't know. Just because they're saying, like, oh, so, like, thank you for being on the show doesn't mean they're actually are having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, this is like, <laughs> but you know, I am like, genuinely <laughs> having a, a fabulous oh, geez, time. Geez, don't geez, make geez. me go into no, no, enthusiastic no. uh, contortions. No, I know. And I, I yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm the same way. I feel like I, you know, I, I often am genuinely enjoying myself too. And right now I'm also genuinely enjoying myself. But I feel like there is this thing where it's sort of like sometimes people go to the meetings and they're like, oh, everyone's so friendly. And it's sort of like, yeah, they're they're smiling and yes. like saying what they're supposed to say, but they're going to go home and think about you for a week. <laughs> and it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> 
That so there's a right? darkness, like there's yeah, like a darkness absolutely. and a dark undercurrent to it. So that also interests you to explore, yes, right? Totally. Like what is going on? Yeah, what's in these... going on with that? Yeah. And so, well, okay. So you mentioned that you've moved um, to the to the East Coast for the time being. I feel like you'll you probably always you're gonna find your way back, Hallie. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. But um, but so what does that kind of distance um like give you the like afford you because does it change things or put it in different relief or well I think you know it's just like I I feel like particularly um during the years when we couldn't travel Mm -hmm. um I had like an intense longing for the midwest and I missed my family and I missed my friends and I wanted to be here and I just really like I thought about the Midwest all the time and so I would just like be walking around and I'd be like like no one is standing on the right and walking on the left like where are my people um uh, but uh, so I feel like they're like with this um uh, with this third novel there is like like there is a lot of like longing and nostalgia f- it built into the book and it's set in the Midwest. But then there's also this sort of like thing that keeps interrupting that, which is sort of like, yeah, but it also sucked. Yeah, but it also sucked. Oh, or am I allowed to say yes. that? Oh, okay. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Really, um, really. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like that's um, like I, yeah, I, I feel like with this third one, it's a sort of like, like a mix of like, yeah. Yeah, nostalgia and also recognition of something that distance can give you. So it's so so it's kind of interesting to think about because now now you've got the three, and not only when you're ready, Hallie. No, <laughs> no, no, no pressure. But then um, it seems like there'll there'll be a fourth one day, and um, it'll be interesting to see what or. Um, and I don't know how if you have a way of working where there are these different um, uh, ideas or characters kind of that bubble up and they're around or they're some somewhere, but um, that might be something that would make the fourth <laughs> and like sure, novel yeah. start, or if you feel like um, I don't know that that you wait for something else to happen, like. Uh, yeah, how I guess I, that would be the better question instead of me kind of acting it out here. I like um, it. <laughs> when when things are when you are starting something, when do you know that you have the thing that you want to actually be in for a while? Oh, um, yeah, I think um, uh, with the first three, it's just been you know what what's the what's the one that I can sustain for you know which one keeps me interested long enough um with banal nightmare i i think there were three different versions of the novel before settling on the final version and by version i mean um some characters were were kind of broken down and built back up again some dynamics were changed like some some people's situations were you know so just sort of taking the same materials and scrambling them and trying them in different versions but sort of like the same feeling the same idea the same preoccupations but just 
shaken up a little bit. Yeah. Like I had one version, um, there was a character who was like a 50,000 year old lizard lizard person <laughs> but i was like okay maybe that was just like a you know so a did fancy make, of mine did they make the final cut no uh, i mean oh uh, no i uh, the shadows of the fifty thousand yeah, year old yeah. no no spoilers oh right, right exactly <laughs> i know oh this is it is tricky business talking yeah, about this i can't tell you too this. much about the lizard people uh, no. <laughs> especially not on the air <laughs> i don't know no i don't know um but it, but it was but the third one there were like a lot of um things I, I tried a bunch of different things uh just to sort of catch my own interest and then I would see like oh okay well I've way overshot that that's way too big but then how do I get to what does this overblown idea represent like what's the thing that's closer to what I want it to really be and then how do I bring it back and then did I bring the levels down too low and then do I need to dial it up just kind of like yeah yeah adjusting and I love how you say like catch my own interests too (laughs) yeah because I mean if it's not if it's not something that you're you're in right that's yeah then then who else is gonna want to well that's if I'm bored yeah you better believe everyone's going to be bored, you know? But sustaining a project like yeah. this, it's because you have to believe in it, too. What do you mean by believe in it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, Hallie, look at that. I think we're out of time. <laughs> but well, you have to kind of know in yourself yeah, that like, yeah. like, it's something that is still like you feel like, oh, Worth I want to know or, or I, I feel like yeah, yeah, this yeah. idea that, mm-hmm. that this person, this character is. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's yeah. so strange. Uh, that that part of of the process of like believing it or not believing it is very strange because I feel like I have to try to get myself to take it not super seriously and get take the pressure off and it's like I don't know I'm just doing it um but then also it's sort of like okay is that really how I feel about it and like then maybe I have to think like oh maybe a few people will like reading this uh and that's why I'm doing it you know but then maybe that seems a little martyred or something you know Uh, but it's just figuring out how you relate to the work in terms of like creator and object is uh, can can be a little weird and probably changeable totally so yeah Hallie thanks so much for talking today truly I've loved it (laughs) (laughs) thank you truly for being here I've loved talking with you today um today on living writers Hallie Butler um we've been talking about her novel the new me with penguin books and thanks again to Vanessa um and Katie and um and we've also got a sneak peek and behind the scenes um about banal nightmare so Hallie thanks so much for that you're welcome that was so wonderful and fun um thanks to Jason Voss for engineering thanks to all you out there for listening I'm T Hetzel until next time No. Oh.
thank you uh, everybody for tuning in to 88.3 WCBN FM Ann Arbor it is Monday January 29th Uh, it's 12 o'clock this is the Goblin Jazz Power Hour I'm LSD Bean Emulator and I'm here every week uh, at this at this uh, time.